0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 918 of the Juicebox Podcast. Here's a little behind the scenes on the podcast for you. This episode has been recorded recently. It wasn't supposed to go up for months. In fact, it was slated to go up a few weeks before school started back up. But I saw a post online today that is this exact same problem. And I thought, God, how many kids are going through this? So I just wanted to get this up now. This episode is with Christina. Her daughter has type 1 diabetes. She's about 11 years old. And she experienced some comments from school children that really led to the regression of her diabetes. And Christina and I talked about how to handle that today. I hope you enjoy it. While you're listening, please remember, that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you'd like to support the podcast while getting great sheets, towels, and clothing, use the offer code juicebox at cozyearth.com to save 35% on your entire order. Betterhelp.com forward slash juice box will save you 10% on your first month of therapy. And athleticgreens.com forward slash juice box will get you five free travel packs and a year of free vitamin D with your first order. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by the blood glucose meter that my daughter's been using for years. And and this is no secret. It's my favorite one that I've ever used. The Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter. Contournext.com. Forward slash juice box. Check out the Contour Next Gen, the Contour Next One, the full line of meters. Fantastic website. I, I know I mean it's hard to believe there's a great website that's about meters, but this one's got a ton of information on it. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Links in the show notes and links at juiceboxpodcast.com to contour, Dexcom, Omnipod, US Med, Touch by Type One, Better Help, all of the sponsors. When you click on the links, you're supporting the podcast.
1: My name is Christina, and I live in California, and I have three kids: a 11 year old, she is my type one, and then I have a nine year old who's also a girl, and a four year old who's our little boy.
0: Eleven nine four.
1: Uh, Eleven 9 four.
0: Eleven nine four four. Is the youngest is a boy. The other two are girls, and the eleven-year-old has type one. I got it. Okay. How old was uh, your daughter when she was diagnosed?
1: Um, it was actually she's sort of a newer one. Mm-hmm. It was in two thousand twenty-one in December. Okay. Um, so you know we got the um, we got COVID at Thanksgiving and came home, and we all were just. Well, actually, not all of us. Um, Three of us uh, husband, me, and our oldest uh, we had COVID. And it's kind of the same story. You know, somebody gets a virus. um, And then she, we all had different symptoms. Mm -hmm. And she kind of just slept. You know, she was sleeping, eating. And I just thought that's how it hit her. Yeah. Um, Then she started not eating very much. And then it got to the point where she wasn't eating at all. And then I got to the point where she couldn't keep anything down. So it was, and then she would, you know, she did the chug the water in the middle of the night thing. Cause she wasn't doing that before. Mm-hmm. She just always, as a kid drank a lot of water. So I didn't have that sign ever before. And so I was just thinking, you know what? She's really dehydrated. She's probably going to be admitted. So I'm just going to take her in the ER at our children's hospital and um, then took her in and the nurse was, was kind of like, well, she hasn't eaten since Wednesday, really. And it was a Friday. And so she said, let's just take her blood sugar. And it was 491, And she right away was, and this is like in the waiting room where everybody's sitting and right away she goes, yeah, I, I think. Do, does she have type one? And I said, no. And she said, I think we have like a new diagnosis. And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. And so um, that from there, I told my sister is a nurse. So I told her and she's like, yeah, she's probably in DKA. And, you know, they, they took us back really fast. And we were in the hospital for like, almost five days. Um, and which I'm actually thankful for, because, a lot of times people, you know, get diagnosed and then sent home two hours later. But I actually got to, you know, get boot camp and ask them how to do things and and I didn't feel nervous going home. So that's I'm I'm thankful she was in DK, even though I was scary, but I actually was able to like really know what I was doing.
0: Yeah. Well that that's excellent. Um Yeah, really interesting too. the nurse picked it up so quickly, even in the waiting room. That's great.
1: Well, you know, a week before the the nurse that we had at nighttime that night, he said we had a boy in here almost the same age, same story, like came in with COVID. And he was in DK. And I think, you know, maybe she was the nurse that saw him. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. she like right away picked it up.
0: Yeah. Wow. And that's something uh, that's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, nice to hear somebody know what they're doing. So excellent. Uh, any other type one in your family?
1: My great grandma. Okay. So my grandpa's mom, when he was 22, he ended up like not going to college because he needed to stay home. And when I was a kid, I didn't know what she was sick with, mm-hmm. um, but she, they just said she was sick. So he stayed and helped take care of her. And then when he was 22, she passed away because back then, you know, it was back in the 1800s when she was diagnosed. Yeah. You know, she, so they didn't really have anything.
0: Sure. Oh, so she got, um, she got type one. And then they probably did that like real restrictive diet, high exercise, like that kind of stuff to try to keep her. Calm. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's something. And that story got passed through your family. Yeah. That's interesting. It really is. And then, but that's a a number of generations ago. So it's not something you're thinking about.
1: Oh, no. No, I actually, um, when we were at, because I grew up in Idaho. So we were all for Thanksgiving in Idaho. And we're sitting there. And I was talking with my mom and my sister, looking at Charlie and thinking like, Oh, I've been like really thinking maybe it's an age thing. Maybe she's just not eating at lunch and she's, you know, girls go through stuff. And so she was getting really skinny, but I thought maybe she, but then I, when I would see her, she would eat like tons, tons and tons of food. And so then it was like maybe a girl spurt, but at Thanksgiving, I was thinking like something wrong like the C word, you know, like maybe cancer. And I, and I said it to my sister and my mom and my mom was like, well, is she eating? And my sister goes, mom, she just ate four pieces of pizza and a big bowl of Turkey noodle soup. She, she's not, not eating. Hmm. So if I had to say any sign, that was the sign for me knowing something was wrong, but it just was so hard to tell because she's, She's 11 and she's like five, six and really tall. Oh, so I, I just didn't like, maybe think, like, I just she thought, oh, it's
0: an cleaning it's, out. Like, it's an, a, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. It's a growth spurt. Maybe it's a growth spurt. Cause she's like, she has size 10 feet. Hmm. She does. Back then it was like size nine. Christi- but
0: Christina, I've been doing yeah. this for so long.
1: Yeah.
0: I've been doing this for so long that my takeaway from your story is that turkey noodle soup would sound good for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you said that i was like oh what a right. lovely idea yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yes. just get get a turkey it's better if you cook the turkey and then use you know the the um, stock from that and then the actual turkey i like dark meat but the the white meat's okay too
0: I don't just know. Don't I'm starting it. to think about it. <laughs> and then I was like, what's wrong with me? She's telling me this story about how her daughter's like super thin. And she's like, maybe she has cancer. It could be a growth <laughs> spurt. I don't know. And I'm like, boy, that turkey soup sounds good. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've heard one too many of these stories is what I just realized, yep. Christina. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, yeah.
1: so it's you... the same story, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> nah. Well, it's what happens next. It's usually interesting. So, um, I guess my first question is: Was your daughter was what, maybe ten when she was diagnosed? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. How did she deal with it? No.
1: Um, you know, what? in the beginning, she kind of was like, "Let's do this." Like she, she was um, at our hospital. They do the walk before you run thing because right now she's like on a pump, a CGM. But in the beginning, they had us do all the, yeah, you know. MDI, which I'm thankful for again because so many times we've like been, just last week her um, her pod fell off at volleyball practice and we were going through a drive thru and she's like oh yeah I forgot uh, fell off <laughs> she kind of you know started to to get like upset like oh I'm 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 not going to eat till I get home and I said no like if you're willing to give yourself a shot you're fine. Because I carry, right. you know, all the stuff with me, so it's in that situation. Nobody was freaking out except for her thinking she couldn't eat until she got home. So it's I'm thankful for for that. Yeah. Um. But I kind of forgot what we were talking about because no, went. No.
0: no, I was just asking <laughs> how she dealt with it. You said she was doing. Oh well. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, like you oh, no. made it, you made it sound like she came out of the gate strong, but then.
1: No, she came out strong. Um, what we're running into now is burnout and peers and, and that type of stuff. She dealt with it fine. I'm just seeing now it catching up.
0: Peters. You know, maybe
1: that. Yeah,
0: tell me, tell me about that. What are, what's happening there?
1: Oh, you know, and this is actually going to go into um, sort of the you know the topic that I brought up that we could talk about, but. Um, she was completely fine doing it in front of friends. And then, you know, she hits sixth grade, a boy makes a comment and she stops eating or not pre at school because she doesn't want to do it in front of friends mm-hmm. or people she's comfortable with. So it, it's kind of, we're kind of running into that. She'll do it in front of her best friend. So, and it's really, now it's kind of simple, you know, you just take out your phone, which people think is a phone, um, and, and then type in numbers and you're fine. But she is just so like, oh, they're going to know now, um, and doesn't even want to pull it out because she doesn't want the question or, because you know, the, 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 boy, the nosy comments. It was the boy? Yeah, it was the boy. The mm-hmm. boy made some silly comments. And now she's like, oh, I don't want to have diabetes anymore. It's I don't always, want people to know. Always. I don't want people to talk about it. Um, it was just that one comment, you know? That's something. I mean, yeah. And, and I've talked with her teacher about it who's been a sixth grade teacher for, you know, almost 30 years. And she said the bad part, it like, she, it doesn't surprise her. She sees so much like kids will wear sweatshirts in 90 degree weather because they don't want certain parts of their bodies to show and they're sweating and their faces are red, but they will not take that sweatshirt off mm-hmm. just because of peers.
0: Yeah. So, well, that's something. She
1: said, yeah, it's just unfortunate that it's, you know, a medical thing that she that is affecting her.
0: Yeah. Christina, before we move forward, I'm having trouble. Yeah. Your voice is fading out a lot. With those headphones. Oh, got it. Do you have okay. uh, wired headphones by any chance?
1: Yeah, I do. Hold on. Thanks. Let's try this.
0: All right, chat GPT. Let's see if you can write a podcast ad for the Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter. Wow, it works quick. Ready? Managing your diabetes can be a challenge, but with the Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter, you'll have the confidence and control you need to stay on top of your health. This state-of-the-art device offers exceptional accuracy, ensuring you get the most reliable results every time you test. That's actually true. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter. ContourNext.com forward slash juice box. It says I should put a sound effect in of the meter beeping, but I won't be doing that. Uh, Let's see. The Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter comes with a user-friendly app that helps you track your glucose levels. That's actually true. You don't have to use the app, but you absolutely can. It is pretty fantastic. The app lets you set reminders and keep an eye on your trends. It's like having your own personal diabetes coach right at your fingertips. Well, it's a lot like having an app. But I see what it's getting at. And for your valued our valued podcast listeners, listen guys, I've got a website, contournext.com forward slash juicebox. You can learn a lot about the meters there. They really are terrific. They're super accurate, easy to use, easy to hold, absolutely fantastic. Favorite meters my daughter's ever used, hands down. So don't let diabetes hold you back. Take charge of your health and experience the freedom and peace of mind that comes with using The Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter. Hmm. I believe that, by the way. (laughs) It's a great meter. You need accurate tests. Uh, It's not mentioning the second chance test strips here, which, I mean, blows my mind because that's the best part of the meter, obviously. You can touch the blood, not get enough, go back, get more, not impact the accuracy or waste a test strip. Um, Second chance test strips are fantastic. Uh, which is not to say that the meter needs a lot of blood. It's just, you know, if you mess up, you can go back without, without you know, ruining the strip or the accuracy of the test. Seriously, fantastic meters. I love them. My daughter's been carrying them for years. They've, they're they great long-time sponsors of the podcast. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. When you click on the links, you're supporting the podcast. There's links in the show notes of the podcast player you're listening in right now. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com. And of course, you can just type in contournext.com forward slash juicebox and you will be helping the podcast.
1: Okay. Oh, Here we go.
0: So much better. Is this better? Oh, yes. Wonderful. Oh, good. Thank you. This is a, it should be a lesson to all of you who got rid of your home phones. They sounded so much better. Just please. <laughs> know, right. $12 a month at this point to have a home phone with a wire on it. <laughs> just, just, Act old with me and make your stuff sound better. Um, Okay. Wow. So did your daughter ever talk to you about the boy or did you have to pry it out of her? Did she come tell you?
1: Oh, no. So, it. you know, I picked her up from school and she just was like raging. You know, anything that anybody said was annoying and... Um, we're on our way to volleyball and nothing's working. She can't find anything. And it really was getting to the point where I was like, like, am I going to yell at her? (laughs) Start saying bad words. I don't know.
0: Oh, so you, so, well, so what's your impression when she's complaining? Because what I hear, like, you know, obviously not in your house and listening to the conversation is this boy said something to her, sent her down a rabbit hole about this. And now she's very, very sensitive to everything that's happening or saying. But how does it oh. how, how is it impacting you though?
1: Oh no, so so how it's it what it what it actually did was um and do you want me to answer how it's impacting us or do you want me to um tell you how it came out?
0: No, Christina, do the whole thing. We got time. Go ahead. How did it come oh, yeah. out? And okay. how's it impacting? Okay. It? Yeah.
1: So, you know, it I'm I'm trying to like so another thing that I do is, like, I look at what her blood sugar is. Like, is she just freaking out right now because she has high blood sugar? Because that's usually what happens is when she's acting that way, we've got, like, we're, we're we're rising up. But it wasn't that. And so finally, I just say, is something going on? Like, we we got to, like, I always do this, like, let's reset. Yeah. Because that just stops the whole conversation. Like what's going on? And she's like, well, um, and I'm not gonna say the boy's name, said to me that I can't eat this candy bar because I have diabetes and I ate too much sugar, and that's why. No. And I I go like I in that moment, you know, things have been building up. And, and I just go, that mother. Fucker.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's
1: get I, <laughs> I'm, and I'm the, on board. The kids. <laughs> yeah. the, the positive thing is, like, I don't normally like talk like this. Mm-hmm. So when I do say something like that, the kids know, like, I'm either serious or something's going on, and they just started laughing. So it was good because they were like, Mom you just said that
0: He broke the tension. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Broke the tension. And I was kind of like, well, I know I said that I didn't mean to say that. And he's not really that, but like, he's just uneducated. Like he has no idea what he's talking about. And I said, do you want me to say something? Do you want me to, you know, go, cause we can't have this keep going on. Right. Like we need to like do some education to this boy. And she's like, no, no, no. I don't want in, to get in trouble. I don't, I, I don't want that. Um, so what I, what I eventually do, like I sent it, we literally had just pulled up to volleyball. She went off to volleyball and then gets back in the car and you know, it's like, doesn't bother her anymore. Cause she got some of her frustrations out at volleyball and I'm still bothered about it. So the next day I just picked her up from school and i said hey um you know what i'm going to just run in really quick and she's like no mom no no and i said i'm not going to like do anything i'm just going to figure out how to how to handle this situation mm-hmm. so i just went in and um luckily the principal was sitting right there in the office and um and coincidentally that kid was sitting in a room in the office and this you know this kid is is the kid that everybody is always like, oh, it was this kid. He did it, right? He said that. So he sort of has a reputation. Like he he was in the office for being in trouble most likely Mm -hmm. when I got there. So I just said to the principal, look, a situation happened. And he's like, well, what was it? And I said, you know, adults make uneducated like comments. So I know like that's where this is coming from. The kid said this. And um, I told Charlie that I I just was going to mention it. She doesn't want him getting in trouble. Um, But if it happens again, how do we go forward and handle it? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of just what we did. And I'm pretty sure the kid heard the entire conversation. And so that was good. You know, I did. He kind of got talked to, but not really, um, I was able to, um, say what I wanted to say to get it off of my chest.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, and then it was just, you know, put on notice.
0: Well, you're very, Um, very adult and and mature. Look at you. When, When, um, when my brother was in high school, I was kind of my, I was kind of my brother's de facto parent. So my brother is Like a, I don't know, a junior in high school, which only makes me like out of high school for like three years. Uh And my brother gets into a fight with this other boy, and I get called to the school. My mom gets called to the school, but my mom doesn't have a car. She's not going. I'm going. So I go to the school and I go into the office. I'm like, what happened? He goes, that kid is crazy. He's like, I don't know what happened. He just like flew off the handle. I'm like, look at me. I'm like, I don't care what you did, but you need to tell me so I know how to like, you know, how to handle this? And he goes, <laughs> yeah. he goes. It really wasn't me. He's like, he just like flipped. So the boys were sort of in the outer office, sitting there, and the 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 principal starts talking to me and the boy's father. And you know, try to imagine you're the boy's father. You're probably in your forties, and like this twenty two year old guy shows up like to, to speak for oh, that yeah. person. You also have to be like, it's got to be in just incensing. And um, <laughs> I purposefully spoke in a way that would light the boy up. And then he flipped out and went after everybody. And I backed up and, point, oh. and I backed up and I pointed to him and I went, mm, seems like we know what happened. And just like that, my brother got <laughs> released and I walked outside. I was like, let me know if you need anything else. And I went back to work, <laughs> but I,
1: Oh my gosh,
0: I, I just, I looking back, it's funny, but you know, it wasn't really like, I just, I saw the kid was unbalanced and I just sort of, Said the things that I thought you most. poked the bear. Yeah, I poked it. I poked him a little bit, and he flipped out. Yeah. and I was like, mm. "I'm
1: just so curious as yeah. to what you said, though."
0: Oh, I don't remember. It so long ago, I just remember doing it. I just remember. <laughs> I remember looking at the kid, assessing him as being unstable, and thinking. I could probably get him to flip out. <laughs> so yeah. that's all. Uh, you were very much <laughs> much more an adult, obviously. Uh, by the way, you sh- that's why you shouldn't put twenty two year olds in charge of like adult problems. But um, yeah, that's yeah. that's
1: the the whole like your frontal cortex has not developed yet.
0: No, no, I was all about like how do I get my brother out of this? Like I didn't even yeah. I didn't even care about a resolution. I was just I wanted the trouble to go away. But that's also a function of being really broke. Like there is always this fear. That if something goes wrong, it's going to cost money, or somebody will have to take it off oh, work and you won't be able okay. to. So, you're always trying to like protect the, the you have no money to speak of, but you're trying to protect it basically, right? So I, it's how I always right.
1: saw stuff like that. That's it's, interesting,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I my mom used to make uh oh, geez, when my dad left my mom, she had her she got a job making four dollars an hour, maybe, and then oh, by, no. the, and by the time. This story happens. I'm working. I make like five dollars an hour, and I'm doing like hard labor for five dollars an hour.
1: Oh my god! Yeah,
0: and so like even just taking off a couple of hours to go to the school, or like like in my mind, I'm like, oh god, what if this like what if, this is a fight? Like, what if this goes to court? We can't afford court. Oh no! We can't like you know like my mind just kind of like ran through that. So I was the, right. I was defending you know our bottom line, which which right. you know our total savings was a it was you know. $400 probably. So, um, right. Anyway, uh, but I like the way you did it much better. I'm, I'm much more.
1: Much uh, yeah. I, 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 um, have, have been, you know, in a school office once or twice before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't your first day. Um, yeah. So does this bring any comfort to your daughter or no?
1: No. So that's the thing. We're still, you know, working on this, this, um, this, this behavior of hers now that, um, that, so it's, it's formed a new behavior. Mm-hmm. This thing with this boy, now it's kind of like, she doesn't want to have, like, it's a major burnout. Yeah. Okay. But on the highest level, because she's sort of, you know, not helping herself out at all because She will go to school like in the, anytime she's with me, it's like great, great charts, you know, great graphs. Um, we're pre-bolusing 20 minutes before, you know, doing all the stuff. But then the second she leaves me and there's peers around, especially it's like, I don't have this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to, to make up for it when I get home from school or if I go to the bathroom and I remember I'll correct.
0: Yeah. She really doesn't want you.
1: Um, to so, so that's actually currently an active, um, thing we're working on mm-hmm. and, you know, I've tried the, um, like rewarding her, you know, um, this, this thing, um, is it, this thing that I'm, I've been doing with my middle one for years and years and years. Um, it's it's ABA, it's Applied Behavior Analysis, um, where we we see a behavior, we understand the behavior, and then we try to modify it. Because my middle one is actually on the spectrum, so we've been doing ABA with her since she was three years old. Okay. So now I'm taking the skills that I learned from that. And trying to apply it to this type one daughter of mine.
0: Is mm. it? So, Do you think it's helping?
1: Oh, there, there's actually a lot of different things and, you know, coping skills and tools that I've learned with doing. Because we've had other situations, you know, mm-hmm. like where, where we've had to address it. This is kind of the biggest one so far in our type one journey. Yeah.
0: Well, it's very, Um, very serious and sad, you you know, like it could really like, because she's making decisions right now that are, that go against her health in order to make other people happy, who she will one day learn are not important people to her at all. And that's Uh, exactly, yeah, yeah, it sucks. I'll tell you, like, it doesn't strike me as completely healthy, but I think I'd go with a us against them tactic I, uh-huh. I think I'd be like, listen, we don't care about people who don't care about us. And if this person doesn't care about your health, then we can't care about what they think. Like, that's kind of the vibe. Like, I don't know. Like, do you ever notice? That, are you married, Christina?
1: Um <laughs> That, that's actually a, a whole, like, three-hour conversation. Oh, okay. All right. well, but no. But no um, yes, but no. Forget married. I've actually just recently filed. Oh, okay. So. Well,
0: have you ever been in a – this might even be more poignant. You've ever been in a relationship before. Do you ever notice that you never get along better than when you have a common enemy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. You know what? That – that that's pretty funny i've yeah. never thought of it Both. but i think um, of it all the
0: time if my wife is pissed at somebody i immediately jump on board i'm like yeah f- them because then <laughs> because then she's like he's on my team i'm like goddamn right i am and then <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well then you just need to find more enemies and you'll have a great marriage right
0: listen it's a it's a reasonable tactic, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but no, but but being serious. Like, by the way, I don't know that I wasn't being serious, but being serious. Uh, the um, like when you have a common foe, you feel more aligned. And the way I've said this on the podcast before, I'm happy to say it again to you because I I'm sure everybody hasn't heard every word. But when I caught my little brother smoking, what I said to him was, somewhere in a boardroom. There are 10 very rich people laughing that you're buying their cigarettes. Why <laughs> Why are you doing that for them? Right. Like like, like they are like, ha there's kids out there buying cigarettes and I own a speedboat and I have three mistresses and a Lamborghini and my wife and a mansion and they're going to die so I can pay for all this. Like, why would you let that happen? And, and I think I, I have a very similar feeling about this. Like what I said earlier, I really believe in like, I'm not on the side of people who aren't on my side. So if, right. if you're doing something that is actively causing my health to deteriorate, well, you're not somebody I care about. Like, I can't possibly, why would I listen to you? You don't care about me. And mm-hmm. and, and I don't know that if she's old enough for that or not, but I mean, it is well, a, it's It's a It's, it's a legitimate- funny
1: because that is so opposite of, of... <laughs> How I would actually approach it.
0: I know. That's why I brought it up. And then, <laughs>
1: and, and my, it, and anything like I, I, in life for me too, I wouldn't approach it that way. And her and I have completely different personalities.
0: Mm-hmm. She likes it. So, you when know, you maybe said- you're onto something yeah. there. Well,
1: because um, I was going to go into like, well, my next plan is to do with, um, Doing what I did with my middle one. When we have this certain thing that we want them to do, like this good behavior, yeah. which would be in this case pre Um, we would like do this, uh, it, it's called a social story. Mm-hmm. So we would sit down and we would talk about, and kind of at her age, because she's older, I kind of more do it in a journalistic type of way. Yeah. Where we would sit down and I, I could write in, like, this is a situation that happened. Um, this is now what's happening. Um, this is how this would be a, a better choice to do. Like, when when we're at school and we're embarrassed that our friends are around, what are some ways that we could, like, not be embarrassed? And, you know, maybe your thing is, like, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they think about me yeah. because I don't really care. Right. care about, am I going to be friends with them? No. I don't know. Right. Maybe. I, I have but a I it have really a com- doesn't matter.
0: Christina, I have a comparison right now. I don't know that I can make, but I hold on. So first of all, why did I come to this? Because when we first got on, I wrote down Christina California as like a possible title for your episode. And, <laughs> and, and I know you live somewhere where people are really like tend to be thought shallow well but but like hippie dippy is what i was going for oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and not to say that what you're doing with your your other child is I, and I, I can i'm gonna sound all over the place for a second i love what you're doing with your other child and i love what you tried with this kid what it ignores is the nature of people and that there is somebody else in this equation that you're not in control of you you're not parenting the boy or the other people right because now everybody is the boy to her now she- be- Oh, 100%. She believes everyone is looking at her like that when the truth is almost nobody gives a shit about her. Like nobody's thinking about her. That's the thing that kids miss. Right. Right? Like that's why I They're
1: used all to- worrying about if they smell or not.
0: Yeah, well, because I- they- <laughs> Oh my God. When the internet got bigger and, and I was like, and kids were like, they're bullying me. I'm like, online? Like- that they're not there. Like turns like you people needed to get bullied in the 70s, like where a boy held me under the water and was like, you're gonna die. <laughs> I was being bullied. And like, like, like in, in a way that like could kill me in the moment. And you could shut your phone off and never hear from these people. And it's a hard lesson. And I know it's harder when you're a kid, but like like I'm a person who puts my voice out into the world. There are plenty of people who don't like me. And some of them make effort to make sure that I know it. But you know what I do? No. I ignore them. What? I just don't listen to them. And that you right. know, and you know what? You know what then? They don't exist. That's it. They right. th- there's billions of people on the planet. I'm aware of about 45 of them in person. Everyone else doesn't really exist unless you let them. And and right. I don't say you should like, I'm not saying like hole yourself up and don't meet people i'm saying be selective about who you let into your life and if right and and she has to realize first of all the, the hardest thing to get is that boy probably thinks she's cute and and said <laughs> you know what i mean like that's the part you lose is that like he's like he said i couldn't eat this blah blah blah, blah. i used to kick girls in the hallway you know which ones right. christina The pretty
1: ones. The the really cute ones. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) like the ones I found attractive. I don't know why. Like, I can't explain to you why an 8-year-old boy, a 10-year-old boy would do something like that. It's stupid. I get it. But it's kind of how people's minds work. So And
1: and that's what I said to her, too. I said, you know, he's probably thinking you're cute, like trying to make light. And she's like, Mom, no, that's so gross. Well, yeah, well, she's not, not ready
0: for that idea yet. By the way, I wanted to be clear about kicking. I don't mean like full on like curb stomping. I mean, like just reaching out oh, your no, foot and I tapping people who were in front of you in line. You just kind of like messing with them like to get their attention because you want to be involved with them.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's happened to to a, a lot of us. Of right. It happened to me when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. I just liked it, though.
0: Oh my God, Christina, you like, know,
1: I would kick him back,
0: get a thousand people together and ask them to tell their story about how they got together with their significant other. And it's going to start off with, I thought she was a uh, blank. I thought he was an yeah. idiot. Like blah, blah, blah. Then we just turned out to be ha, ha, ha. like, like, it just always goes like that. It's just not going to happen to you when you're 10. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. But my point is, is that I think what she needs is agency. I think she needs power. I think she needs the confidence Of, I'm just going to say it, of a lady in a top that doesn't fit her. (laughs) She just needs that, like, this is who I am and the rest of you. I don't give a shit. Like, like that that, in a nicer way because she's 11. Like we have to nice that down somehow and fit it. Well,
1: and I think she would like to be able to say that too. Like that's her personality.
0: Yeah. And maybe
1: I'm just like, you know,
0: you think you're holding I'm, her back with your nice stuff? Yeah, M-
1: with my with my hippy dippy ways, right?
0: <laughs> Look <laughs> at you trying to get the title off of Christina, California. Very good, nice to try.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> hippy dippy ways, not bad. I mean,
1: rainbows I'm, and sunshines yeah, over here.
0: It, it works when it works, right? But, but it works when the person on the other side is um, thoughtful, understanding, willing to listen emotionally mature enough to go along the, with that ride for you and the truth is she's not emotionally mature enough to go on that ride yet like you're you're painting a picture of for her of the way things should be and I don't disagree with it but right. it's not her reality and she can't even put herself in it because she probably looks at kids and thinks oh she probably has thoughts like that about other kids too so she's probably, oh, yeah you know, so she's like if I'm thinking this way well they definitely think this about me I, I'll tell you that um Uh, I remember very vividly after a a day of baseball, my son and I went to this diner. So he was playing baseball in New Jersey and we were very close to where Kevin Smith's comic book store was. And I said, let's go there and then we'll have lunch. There's a diner I know that's up the street. And so we did that. But because like it was kind of like a cultural center because Kevin Smith was very famous at the time and he had this little comic book store – there right. was really nowhere to eat, so we went into this diner. It was packed. We waited our turn. My son's in his baseball stuff. I mean, it's what he lives in. You know, he's comfortable. And the the lady seats us. So it's a it's a diner where there are booze or booze booths, booze, booze. booze. Say booth. booth, booth, booth. <laughs> What's multiple booth?
1: Yes, booths.
0: Booth. Okay, it sounds wrong, but there were a lot of. Little- I can't do it. There were a lot of those ways of seating around the walls, right? Like down the walls. Uh But in the middle of the room, there were tables. And that's all that was left. And we got seated at a table that basically was surrounded by three walls of people sitting in booths. And we weren't there very long. And I don't think my son was maybe probably around your daughter's age or maybe a year or so older. And I looked up at him and I said, hey, are you okay? And he was very, very uncomfortable. Oh. And I said, what's wrong? And he felt like everyone was looking at him. Oh, gosh. Because he was center stage, you, you know. Like, right. right? And, and we talked about it. And I said, I understand you feel that way. I said, but I want you to really listen to me for a second. Like, look me in the face. I said, describe the other people around us. And he starts to look around. i like, no, don't look at them describe them to me and he goes i don't know I, I haven't been looking at them and i said yeah they haven't been looking at you either and i and I, and i said and this is a, a hard lesson at a, at a and at a, at a young age but nobody cares about you nobody these people are strangers they're here eating they don't have an opinion about you i'm like do you have an opinion about them and he said no and i'm like and they don't have one about you nobody sees you not that you're invisible or that you're not important. You're very important to me. You're very important to yourself. But these people are strangers and they don't they don't care. Like maybe one of them's looked up at you and thought, oh, that kid just came from baseball. That's neat. My son used to play baseball. And I'm like, but that's mm-hmm. it. Like if you think someone's looking at you right now going, that kid looks odd or he's strange I wonder if he got a hit today, like are all the things that you're concerned about, I promise you, they don't care.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and And it was comforting to him. It was honest, well, and, and you know, but it was, what,
1: you know. what gave you, like, I would have never thought to say that, yeah. you know, look at all these people or, or all these people around you, what, describe them.
0: Yeah. Well, I just, I was trying to put into his head that they don't, they're not looking at him. So I proved right. it, I proved it to him by By coming, by telling him, look. Like he
1: didn't even know what everybody else looked like. Yeah, you
0: don't know what everybody else looks like. They don't know what you look like. They're not paying attention to you. They're talking at their table just the way you and I are talking right now. We don't know what they're talking about. And I think I said, like, what do you think they're talking about? And he goes, I don't know. And I was like,
1: "Right,
0: yeah, that's it. Like, you know, people imagine things all the time. I very recently was recording with a nine year old girl who has diabetes. And I have to admit, her parents like tricked me into it. I totally thought I was talking to the mom and I was talking they didn't probably really Oh my gosh. Me. So I get on the record <laughs> early in the morning and there's like, hello, and I'm like, wait a minute, what is happening? You know, like like, you know. So right. I figure it out. And listen, the kid was terrific. But she's still nine. She was limited in what she could talk about. So we started. Right. we started like she lives in Canada, so I made but she didn't understand my sarcasm, so it was just terrific because <laughs> I basically just made fun of Canada the whole time. Like we got into these conversations where I was like, "Hey, where you live? Like that's where Santa lives, right?" And she goes, "No." And I'm like, "Wait, well, where does Santa doesn't <laughs> live in Canada?" And she goes, "No." I'm like, "Where do, well then where does Santa live? She was the North Pole." I'm like, "Wait, the North Pole's not Canada." And she's like, "No." we're going back and forth. And at one point, oh at one point, I said something like, um, "How do you get to school? Like in a sled?" Or like, how do you like a four wheeler? She goes, I have a car. I'm like, there are no cars in Canada. And she goes, yes, there are. And I'm like, I'm like, there can't be. And she goes, there's cars in America. And I was like, have you ever been to America? And she goes, no. And I'm like, well, how do you know? And she goes, well, there are, there are cars in Canada. And I said, listen, are you in a room with a door? And she goes, yes. And I said, "Uh, on the other side of the door, the side of the door, you can't see. Is there a clown standing there right now? And she goes, oh, no. no. She goes, no. And I went, Are you sure? <laughs> and she goes, I guess not. And I was like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said So now you're
1: just trying to scare a nine year old. No,
0: I was trying to be funny on the <laughs> podcast. God. And I was trying to teach the kid. I'm and I was trying to teach the kid critical thinking. I said, there, Yeah, there's exactly. probably not a clown on the other side there's of There's not door, a clown. But you cannot definitively say that it's not there. And I said, right. And you're right. There are probably cars in America, but you've never been here, so you don't know for sure. And she's like, okay. And like, she got it. And I just think think that we do a disservice to kids sometimes by not telling them the truth about the world. It's almost like, you know, when people say like, oh, my my kid cursed. I was so embarrassed. Christina, do you know a human being that doesn't curse?
1: Mm, um, No.
0: Yeah. And the ones that don't, do you really trust them? You know what I'm saying, right? Right. So, like, my point is, is that everybody curses, and right. we act like they don't, and then these kids walk around with this unrealistic expectation put on them. And I and I mm-hmm. wonder if telling your daughter be nice to people who are mean to you, like, yes, you should be nice to them, but I think there are caveats to that. I think it's mm-hmm. look, he doesn't understand and maybe it's because he likes you or maybe it's because he's an idiot or maybe it's because of a million things we're not going to understand but it's not important we, we don't care about his opinion that that's what's right. important us as a family we care about people who want you to be healthy and people who don't want you to be healthy not only do we not care about them we don't want them we don't want them to have influence over us because the most important thing is you and your health right. and that's it that's what i care about So we're going to do, we're going to our for our foods and we are going to correct if our blood sugar gets high. And we don't care who sees because, you know, the truth is the people who love you won't care. Tell her that my daughter has five, six, seven, eight, nine amazing friends in the world who would not care at all about her diabetes. They wouldn't say anything about it or make her feel bad about it. They wouldn't make fun of her. But that's because my daughter has called those people together. Right? And, right and and you just you can't expect everybody to to be that nice i don't know and i know yeah. it sucks to tell your and, kids
1: that. and anyway maybe the, the the direction that i always go is like oh you know you don't know um maybe he's having a bad day maybe he thinks you're cute you know making excuses where really maybe that's not even helping her at all because i'm not really empathizing with her.
0: Yeah, you're not hearing her <laughs> concern because you yeah. you're saying like you here's what you're saying. Mom, somebody punched me in the face today and you said maybe he's having a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't care if he's yeah, having Yeah, Now your day's day. even worse. Yeah, right. Well, I don't care if he's having a bad day, he can't punch me. Like like there has to be walls. There has to be lines. Right. There has to be you don't you, we don't bend from this. Us as a family Here's our line. We don't go past this one. You don't get to make my daughter unhealthy. We ha- we we do not stand for that. Anybody who would make that assertion, um, I mean, I think and listen. I know the idea, the, the concern is you don't want to make your kids like these cynical little shits who are running around like saying like everybody sucks and you know how right. you know how people are like like you 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 have to explain it to them. Like it's not everybody. It's not people. It's not society. There are a ton of great people in the world and you're going to meet a lot of them. He's not one of them or he's not one of them right now. He might be one day, but he's just not right now. And the problem is, is that we don't have the luxury of waiting for him to figure out how to be decent because your health is injured every time we don't use your insulin. Like to me, right. that's the message. I don't know. Like well, I think and, you, know, you know,
1: I'm really trying to find. So with her, um, she's, Kind of my maybe my toughest one has always been. She's the firstborn, like all of those firstborn things. She does, mm-hmm. you know. She's always right. Well, she thinks she is. Um, she, I, I go to all these like like chaperone things, you know, and so I see how she interacts with peers. Yeah, and she really isn't insecure. It really just comes to diabetes, mm-hmm. and because like there we were we were at this um and and where i'm going with this is like i don't think she's going to mind if i tell her you know what and, and all of those people that make you embarrassed yeah. because she is the type of kid we we're, we're at this camp and at this outdoor camp and there is this camp leader that kind of a lot of the kids didn't really like Mm -hmm. because she was bossy and not very nice and she's sitting there doing a stem activity with some of her peer you know classmates and they're doing it and this one girl just keeps telling her what to do and keeps telling the group what to do and she goes oh you sound like that girl Mm -hmm. and i was like charlie and she's like what she sounds like her she's bossing all of us around and so she's not one to not say something.
0: Yeah, no. Like I, when you she should, feels you like it, you should empower. Her, honestly, without yeah. making, like, don't turn her into a, like a an asshole. <laughs> but but well, like, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. where
1: so that's where I'm I'm telling you that because like sometimes I I worry about that because it, in that moment she's not afraid to do that. But is she it's a- just where. Where do I get her to be that way about her diabetes? So
0: you're, I think you're overthinking it. Is she a good kid?
1: Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, what's more, li- what's <laughs> yeah. more likely that not taking care of her blood sugar is going to cause her health concerns, or that she's going to turn into an asshole?
1: Um, I think I'm overthinking it. Because yeah. in that moment, I would say, like, yeah, but. Um, but she could be if I, if I tell her to go this route. Yeah. so
0: I, I'm going to be honest with you, if it was 1978 and this was happening and it happened to me, um, my father or mother or your father or mother would have like gone to the person's house and said, "Hey, your son said something sh- to my daughter, Tell him to apologize." And then you would have explained it to the parents. The parents would have whacked the kid in the side of the head and said, apologize to that girl. And then that would have been the end <laughs> right. of it, right? And right. if it would have went the other way, my father would have reached through the door, grabbed his father, banged his head off the door jam, and then made the kid apologize. And I don't <laughs> think any of that's right, but that is what would have happened back then. Right. And nobody sat around trying to pre-plan people's thoughts. Like, like I think, like, you're younger than me, right? How old are you?
1: I'm thirty-eight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're you're a generation or so behind me in parenting. Like, I'm gonna tell you the God's honest truth. You're not in charge of much as much of the direction of your children as you think you are.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Like you're not going to be able to get her exactly to where you imagine her being. And the truth right. is is that she's different than you. So even the the roadmap you're gonna lay out is a good road. Basically, you're parenting your daughter the way you wish somebody would have parented you. I'm doing the same thing, by the way, like, like, but it's but mostly I'm not right, mostly because like it works better for Arden than it does for Cole, because Cole's more like Kelly and Arden's more like me. So Arden responds to how I think quicker and Cole is more like, what are you talking about? But he's smart enough to listen and he takes the Cole, Cole cherry picks from my parenting. He, li- mm-hmm. I, I watch him listen to me, and he'll say, "Why did you? Why did you say that?" And I'll tell him my thinking, and he'll go, "Okay, that makes sense." And then I'll see him adapt it like to his personality. But I'll also say things where he'll be like, "That doesn't make any sense to him," and he will just ignore me. Whereas everything I say to Arden makes sense because she and I are like right. we're like the same person. So like, so I say some. If I were to say, if I were to say him to my son my son might be like oh, i don't know about that let me think it through where arden would just be like yeah let's roll that <laughs> like, like you know what i mean like you know what i mean and even now right. she's getting older she's like i don't know if this old man knows what he's talking about so like <laughs> it just you're not you're so i don't mean you we all of us I think, I think we've made this assumption over the last couple of generations that we are somehow just 75,000 great decisions away from making a perfect child. And it's not going to happen like that. Like, so I go, I go with, you know, have good intentions, be a good person. Don't lie to people if you can help it. Treat people the way you want to be treated. (laughs) It's so a basically
1: don't lie yeah, if you can help it. Yeah. I, well, listen to me, Christina,
0: <laughs> you pull me over and say, hey, why were you driving so fast? I am going to start lying in circles just so you know. Right. <laughs> because <laughs> I want to get out of a ticket. Um, but, you know, if my wife asks me a hard question, I'm not going to lie to her. All right. And by the way, that's been told to me is not nice. I've, I've had people say to me, like, well, just t- say, say what they want to hear and i'm like i find that insulting. Right. Right? Like so if i love you yeah. or care about you, i'm going to be very honest with you. If i don't yeah. care about you, i'd be happy to lie to you to make you happy. But mm-hmm. i w- i won't lie to my wife. Even if it would right. make even if it would make her day better. Like yeah. and i and there and i wrestle with that sometimes. Like i don't know if i'm doing the right thing. It's just it's the way it occurs to me. So anyway. And
1: what what even is the right thing, right?
0: Yeah, is, I thought is her We being, all think
1: we're doing the right thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. But is her being happy the right thing? Or is or is her understanding the honesty of the moment the right thing?
1: Mm, I think lying to make someone happy is a good in the moment thing. You know, things are great. Right. And maybe it'll never catch up. Right, mm-hmm. but if you continue to do little ones here and there, it's gonna catch up, and then in the long run, it's not better. I have a, a,
0: the other thing I find is that people are generally lying to themselves, and then they're asking well, you. Yeah, to, that's a big thing. Then they're asking you to go along with the lie, and it, it's uncomfortable for them if you don't. So that's what I mean by you lying to them to make them feel better. Right. And and I my, I'm not using my wife for any like big reason other than we've just got a long history together and like it's you know, it's come up a time yeah. or two where she's you know, but I don't know. If you if you're if you if your friend is three hundred pounds overweight and ordered two pizzas for themselves and said it's <laughs> healthy, right? Cheese is milk and you go, Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely healthy. Yeah. Like that's the situation where I'm like, if you really cared, wouldn't you go, Hey, like, no, yeah, Like pizza's not healthy, y- you know, like, right. and, and I love you and please don't eat two pizzas like, like, you know, and that's going to go poorly. They're going to be upset by that. And, mm-hmm. and then it's, so that's the question for me is like, do you, what, what do you do in those situations? And I think it's, it's case by case and going back to your daughter, yeah. I've said this on the podcast for years. I've written about this when I used to blog about it. I don't care about anything as much as I care about my daughter's health. So this conversation you and I are having is, I I would deal with this no differently than I dealt with a school that didn't want to do the right thing for her, a teacher that didn't want her to check her blood sugar, um, or anybody else who would stand in the way of my daughter having low, stable blood sugars. Like, Mm -hmm. that's it. Like, I'm not, I, I don't have any... I don't have any ability to be humorous about that. Right. I just don't. And by the way, I can't what? wait for the kid at the high school up the street with the loud truck to graduate and get the fuck out of this town. Because every day at this time, he drives past my house and makes that noise <laughs> you just heard <laughs> in my microphone. And, I, and I, I, I'm going to – I would pay him to drive down a different street if I could find him. <laughs> well, does, is it good music, though? It's not the music. It's the truck. He's got, these <laughs> I know loud the tr- He's got these loud mufflers on it, and he, and he, and he goes oh, by, and I'm always, by the way, if you were talking, I could just be quiet and then cut it out, but anyway, not the point. Yeah. So, what are you going to do?
1: Um, I think I'm, you know, I'm going to use that approach. Let's see how it goes, you know?
0: Like, empower her. Make her, make, yeah. tell her there's nothing to Let's try more. that,
1: and then if it doesn't work, I'm going to go down my hippy-dippy lane again, you, you know?
0: You're not going to go slap shit out of the kid's mom? No. <laughs>
1: Well, I you know what though I have this like, this is just me. I will get so mad and so frustrated, and I have so many drafts in my inbox that are to the school, to different people that I'm just like so mad about, and um, I'll write it up, and then I'll I'll even go as far as sending it to one of my sisters to proofread, and then and then I'll like you know kind of like see what they say. Then I'll sleep on it, and then I won't send it. I'll be so fired up to send it, and then I don't send it.
0: No, I'm definitely. It's honest. just I'm definitely. It's honest. just
1: something that I do to, to yeah. for me to cope. Yeah, but no. you know, maybe I just need to send an email.
0: <laughs> I I don't. I mean, I don't know in this in this exact situation. I no oh, no
1: no. I wouldn't send an email in this.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. But yeah, I don't,
1: I, it, it was just a you
0: know. Uh, yeah. No. I like it's like journaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's completely. I think that's incredibly healthy. Like I said, go into go in your car and talk to yourself. I don't care what you do. Just you like like let it out so it's gone. Um, Yeah, but you're not gonna like. Meanwhile, like you can do with a ten year old kid who says something stupid to another ten year old kid. There's not much you're gonna do about that. Um, But I think I think the expectation that everyone's not always going to be as kind as as we hope to be for people. Um, and you have to learn how to be like resilient about that. And, but resilient, doesn't, right. resilient doesn't mean let someone shovel 10 pounds of shit in your head and you walk around and smile. It means, right. it means when you see them coming with the shovel, you walk away. You, you don't, you get away from it. You, you, you know, resiliency is almost a little bit about not being a victim, I think mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Because once somebody does something terrible to you, you've you're victimized at that point. Like it has happened to you. Right. And then you, what you're telling people is no matter how terrible this is, keep a stiff upper lip, which I mean, again, then that message is people are allowed to do terrible things to you, but you're a good person. So you smile. And I don't think, right. I don't think that's right. That does not right to me.
1: It's not right. And it, and it, I think it also is going to, you know, f- we keep going the route of like, oh, they're just uneducated. Like they just say, even adults say silly things or stupid things. Or if we keep going around that route, it may becomes even more negative to her to have it, you well, know, yeah, because like she may even have resentment towards diabetes because people say all this stupid stuff to her right. and she doesn't stand up for herself.
0: Yeah. And those people, and you have to stand there and eat that sandwich over and over and over again. Instead of like, by the way, it's crazy as this sounds, I just put an episode up today about uh, diabetes myths. And, you know, Mm -hmm. the first one we did is like why people have diabetes, which is always like you ate too much sugar. And there's a lot of like personal stories in there from from listeners about like things that were said to them by family members and, you know, onlookers and and everything else. And like the the explanation in that episode is is aimed at the people with type one, which is like, you know, yes people are going to be ignorant they're not going to understand some of them are just going to be stupid or bad communicators some of them are going to be having their own pressures and they're asking you questions cuz they're scared for themselves and it gets you know right. masked but the the end result is you don't need to take that like like yeah. you make a decision you're you're either going to walk away or you're going to educate which is probably going to be a waste of your time um or you or you have a stock answer in your pocket and actually somebody on the episode said There's a link online, I forget what it was, um, but you can like hand somebody like a pre-printed like PDF that has a link. It says, look, you're misinformed about diabetes, but if you want to learn more about it, go to this link, but you get away from them because, you know, because it's not your problem to suffer other people's misunderstandings, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know? And I don't know, like, I just think, you, you know, I don't, I know it sucks that your your kids see this one girl and she seems bossy to everybody, but I bet you that I bet you that person doesn't feel like this ever.
1: Yeah, you no, know.
0: you, know, you know, so no. and and could there be a better balance? Sure, uh, but I'd prefer to be on the side where where I'm confident and protected, um, than not feeling not confident and. And like somebody's, like I'm now hiding who I am for somebody else. Right. Yeah, I'm not into that at all. So, anyway. kid. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what we should call this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's
1: called. Yeah,
0: I, I, I don't know. That's, you, you
1: know. No, it's interesting yeah. because for years, because this uh, we go to a private school. She has been with kids. Since preschool, you know, now she's in sixth grade. So while we're, we don't live in a small place, the school is kind of smaller. Like everybody knows each other and everybody knows this kid. And for years, I've been telling her about this kid, like, you know, one, because there was at one point where I heard them talk, you know, the best thing to do if you want to know about your kids, I think everybody has heard this thing, but like just sit. And drive them around and be quiet and you can hear all kinds of stuff going on when they have friends in the car Mm -hmm. but for years this kid has been the topic of like oh you know i've I've heard all of the misfortunes that have happened in his life and they've talked about it at school and then they talk about it in the car and so i know i have a heart for this kid because (laughs) maybe he's having a bad day yeah But at some point, that's probably not, I'm not doing it justice. She's not doing justice to him. If everybody just, because he's from this and this is why.
0: Let me put it to you a different way and see how you feel. What if your daughter stops bolusing for her food and four times a day, her blood sugar spikes up to 250. And when she's 26, she needs laser treatments to stop bleeding in her eyes. Do you care how that kid feels now?
1: Oh no. Yeah. Well, you know what's so crazy? Is because I listened to that episode with with the guy that had all the eye treatments. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I brought that up to her. I literally said to her, listen, because I've I've done like, I'm not gonna try and scare her about this. I'm not gonna, but finally I just got to the point where I said, like, listen. I just li- listened to Juicebox, and and there was this guy that had to do eye treatments for years because of not taking care of himself and mm-hmm. just being a kid and not caring.
0: Won't work though. She can't. Her brain can't fathom that. No, future. it can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And By the way, some so, some adults' brains can't fathom the future. So it tends, no. So years, that's.
1: I think. To... I think you're right, and I.
0: But that needs to be your motivation I mean like quietly right. in your head you don't need to be telling her about it you need to be saying this is what I'm fighting for like I'm not right. I'm not I'm not just fighting for an 11-year-old to feel comfortable at school I'm fighting right. so that my 11-year-old doesn't turn into a 26-year-old whose A1C has been a 12 for 10 years like that's right. that's what you're fighting against you're fighting yep. you're you're right now your daughter is at a precipice and you're trying to stop her from slipping down a slope that she may slide down forever. And nobody can stop her. Or by mm-hmm. the time, by the time she figures it out, she's so far down the slope, it's hard to climb back up again. And, and right. to me, that's what you're, that's the bigger argument here is that I'm not, I'm not so much defending today. I'm defending where today leads to. Right. That's, that's, that's how I think of it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All and right. that's, that's, I mean, how we always should, right?
0: Mm. Christina, you're very uh, agreeable. How did this uh, what, marriage not go well? I don't understand.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, oh, it's you don't it's have to a, tell me. I was just teasing. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to, um, like another hour, we can we can split it up, and I can tell you the whole thing. <laughs>
0: No, it's your business. I was just, I was just joking around. Yeah. Um, but no, I was trying to say, like, I was joking, but saying, like, no, no, it, no I know it, it was cool of you to come on and hear something that was so like opposite of what you were thinking, because you have like a very thoughtful thing typed out here about all the like wonderful parenting oh, yeah. no, ideas no, you're going to try. I have,
1: um, I have it all lined up too. I have like, oh, and this, uh, like, um, I have one page to explain to you what ABA is. I have another that compares. How I use it with my daughter who's on the spectrum, and with my daughter who has type one. Yeah, and then I have like all these. It, you know what though this this has been a great conversation. I'm glad. Thank you, you know, and it and it may have even been may have even been um, good because I I was totally going in a different direction as far as like you know. Schools ending. I'm just gonna um, get her into a great routine where she doesn't mind doing it, and I'm gonna expose her to being with a lot of friends and doing it in front of friends. You know, I had this whole like plan for the summer.
0: I don't think that's a bad plan, but she needs to, um, she needs to be empowered. Yeah, but you know what I mean.
1: But like when I'm not, that's the thing. When I'm with her, it's great, mm-hmm. and she's like all about it. We kind of team up, you know, right? Because she's still eleven.
0: Yeah. Right. No, of course. Yeah, she, like
1: she I, to- I know when when we go to volleyball tournaments because she she actually plays like at a high level. Her mm-hmm. team qualified for uh, junior nationals. We're going to Minneapolis. We travel all over the country, and she's like one of the best eleven-year-old players in the country. Yeah,
0: proud of herself about that. Like and feel yeah. and feels very confident. That's the confidence you want to give her about her health. And, right. wh- and what it takes to be healthy. Right. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, that's why um everybody listening, adults especially, like wear your pumps where people can see them, please. Like so little kids can see them and feel comfortable about it. And don't hide in the bathroom when you're at a restaurant. Like just pull your syringe out. Give yourself insulin. And if people don't like yeah. it, who care I who could possibly care? Like, like I just I don't understand. I mean, I ju- I just don't understand giving. Well, you know, I I think
1: outcome. I jinxed myself because I'm I have this group of type one moms, and we we'll, we like meet up and we'll talk about stuff. And at one of these th- meetups, we're talking, and I'm just saying, you know, I haven't really run into Charlie. She'll just like pull her stuff out you know, right at the table at a restaurant, like we're, we're out in public and she's like shoving it in her leg. Like nothing's going on. I love, And that's why it was just so crazy to me that she went from just like, Hey, it's me to like, no, I'm just a normal sixth grader that um, nothing's going on.
0: Yeah. It's the peer thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the peer thing. And the boy, and it could have been a girl too, by the way, it could have been a mean girl or a, or a, boy that she thought was nice or whatever who knows like it just i i get it like you're you're watching a very normal child interaction but it's just getting commingled with diabetes
1: oh yeah. yeah and and it's like the tough thing is is and i i think you've probably experienced this nobody gets how serious this really is right you know like they just like no I, I like she's good they they say like do um, all the time um, does she need a snack like I'll call to be like hey Charlie needs to um, you know correct herself and they'll be like oh oh should we have her eat something
0: right yeah it's, it's, you know it's, that it's, frustrating. it's like <laughs> it's, very, yeah, it's, it's very frustrating
1: no. she knows what it means just tell her she needs to make a correction.
0: Yeah, no, it's because we
1: don't have a school nurse.
0: Right. Very, very, very frustrating. And I I know. But that's the thing that that's why I think she needs to understand that mostly people aren't going to aren't going to know her life. And, you know, the truth is, too, if you pulled this 10 year old boy aside and said, you know, you made this comment about her, blah, blah, blah. Do you know that that could make her feel badly and start a chain reaction of events that could lead to serious health conditions for her in the future? That kid wouldn't understand both of those words, but they—that kid would understand enough to go, "Oh, I don't want that." Like, like, but how are you gonna? You can't. You just can't explain that to enough people to stop her from having those situations. So you have to give her the shield and the, and not not, not just a shield, by the way, but like the armor. I mean, you want her moving. She wants to be moving forward, not just defending herself. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, just like she hears that crap. She should blow through it like, like she's breaking down a wall of styrofoam. Just boom! I don't hear it. You guys don't understand. I'm I'm clear that you're not clear, and I don't hear you. And I keep going. I listen to people right. who have my best interest at heart and understand my situation. Other people, I don't. That don't. You know, nothing against them, but I, I don't. I don't. I don't take time to to feel what they're saying because it's unimportant. It's just mm-hmm. no, it's noise coming from nowhere. And and yep. you know you take it internally and it ruins days and weeks and years of your life.
1: Did did Arden ever run into this?
0: Yeah, I mean Arden's run into like like Mean Girls before, um, but she's uh, she always works through it. Like my wife was saying to me the other day, she's like, "I'm so impressed with Arden's like emotional maturity," because like she like even had a thing at school with a boy and another girl. And you know, like the the boy might have liked Arden first and then Arden was like, no, nah, I'm I don't think I'm interested. But then the girl kind of picked right up with him and Arden was like, geez, yeah. like I thought we were closer than this. And and like, you know, that it starts that way. And then when it ends, Arden's like, you know what, it's fine. Who cares? Like just mm-hmm. like if they're happy, then great. Like, you know, like I, I don't know how she does that. Like I, I was eighteen. Yeah, that would have been like I that's
1: that's a superhuman power for a college girl.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's just like it's fine. Like Kelly's Kelly could explain it better than I could, but she's just like she's so good at, um, she's so good at just seeing the bigger picture and not taking on the parts of it that are, I don't know, unimportant. The, to her. It's the
1: emotional um but inner like girl. Girls are very emotional. Yeah. And sensitive. And she, it seems like she has that, you know, wise beyond her years under control. Like, it's not a big deal. We always say, I say to my four year old, is this a big deal or a little deal?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like she.
0: Yeah, no, I know. Or
1: do you think you're going to marry that guy? <laughs>
0: yeah, but right. it's
1: not a big deal.
0: Right. Well, yeah, seeing the bigger picture, just understanding, like stepping back. It's just a macro approach to things. Like, could I be mad that this girl that I am friends with took up with a guy who liked me and blah, 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 like all that stuff. And in the end, like I even said to her at one point, I was like, what's it matter? Like, if you don't want to go out with him, what's the point? And she's like, yeah, I know. Like, just very like. You know, she still needed to talk it through a little bit, but she got through, right. she got through it pretty quickly. I don't think I'll ask her on here the next time I'm on here, but I don't think Arden's ever cared what someone's thought about her diabetes. Like she doesn't care when people joke about it, or you hear you know you hear like a late night host make a joke about diabetes. Like I don't even yeah. I don't even think that I don't even think she hears that. Like I I just don't think she she cares about that at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know.
1: You know, and when, maybe it's a, uh, that's all she knows. Yeah. You know, her body has only known being yeah. poked.
0: Well, yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't, like, she didn't grow to 10 without diabetes. And then suddenly people are like, oh, my God, what's going on with you? But, I mean, it doesn't mean that people haven't been like, what's that? She just had, I'll have her tell True. the story. She just had a situation in college where she's wearing her pod and like, this will be horrifying for some people to hear, but her, um, her professor came up to her and points to it and goes, and the professor, like, she can do it better than me, but the professor is like British. So she's like, she came up to me and she's like, she's like, Hey, then what's wrong, what's wrong with you? eh And she like points to the, like Arden can do the whole thing. And she points to the pump and Arden goes, I have diabetes and I need insulin from this. And the oh, and woman's gosh. like, the woman's like, all right. And then walks away from her. And Arden, like, she's like, when I talk to her, she goes, You want to hear something hilarious? And I'm like, Sure. And then she tells me the story about the teacher. Oh I, my God. I know plenty of people who would turtle up over that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's to me, like, look, everybody's got their. They're right? But for most people, that's just a decision you get to make. Like some people have, yeah. have psychological issues that would would make it, it's not just, an, it's just not a decision for them. But a lot of people, you can choose to be upset or not be upset. Right. Y- you know, and like, I don't know, like, have, have you never been in a conversation with somebody and like, I watch it all the time online. I'm like, oh, this person wants to be upset. Like, I don't know if they Mm. really want to be, but it's their inclination to lean into being upset. Oh, yeah. You know, and um, I see it every once in a while. Like, you know, like I say stupid on this podcast all the time, like trying to be funny or just like lighthearted. Every once in a while, I'll get a letter from somebody like, well, you said this and it was very upsetting to the person you were talking to and i'm like oh no. wait. i'm like wait it, what that doesn't make sense to me and i go back and i i look at the episode i look at the person i check my emails and you know what i have an email from the person i recorded with oh my God, I had such a great time. I hope everybody (laughs) listening has as good a time as I did. Like, but this is an unforced email that's just sent to me later. Like, it was so funny and we got through so many things and blah, blah. blah. Then I'll read a review of the same episode and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting because a person who isn't the person I interviewed has some clear thoughts about how the person I interviewed felt, but that's Mm -hmm. not how that person feels at all. So you sometimes it's just, you put it on, like they want to be up there. Oh yeah. You know what I mean, or they? Yeah,
1: no, no. I know. I know there are people that um, I. I have a family member <laughs> we we've um, seen go on to Facebook, but after a couple drinks, <laughs> yeah. you know,
0: uh-huh.
1: it's after a couple drinks usually, and and so that's why sometimes when the, did you check the time as to which that person sent it? Yeah, were they a little? liquid courage fired up
0: as a person who uh manages a large online presence for people um i for certain know that there are some things where people are just junky and then i just ignore it and it goes away yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like yeah. Ugh, yeah. maybe don't go on social they that's where somebody needs to be truthful and not give the, the white lie and say you know after a certain time don't go on your social media right
0: right we're it, it, yeah, because then some people see that and they go, Ooh, I get to be upset. The, yeah. That person misspoke. It's my turn. I get to be right. Here we go. Like that that whole thing. And I don't know. It's just it's just like by the way, that, that example I used earlier, I was talking to a girl, she's like twenty-three years old. Her parents had like seven kids, right? And I said something uh-huh. I said something along the lines of while well, your dad must have never been home, like your dad must have just been that guy who like appeared every once in a while, tapped your mom on. <laughs> because
1: he doesn't want to be around.
0: Yeah, smacked your mom on the ass in the kitchen and walked away. And I paused and I went, because you know, if you're going to make seven kids, you got to keep it hot. And um, <laughs> it's just such a dumb statement and clearly meaningless. And the girl like paused for a minute and, and because she's just a sweet kid, like she's 20, but she's 23. And then that's the other side of it. Like you can't run around going like you got to pe- treat people equally. That's how I would have talked to anybody. She's 23. And by the way, she had a great time in the conversation mm-hmm. and sent a long email about how lovely it was and how much fun she had and how she hopes people appreciate it and enjoy it as much as she did. But one person heard that and said, that's inappropriate. I'm like, it's inappropriate oh. to you. It wasn't inappropriate to her. And if it was, she could have said so. And at the end of every episode, and Christina, you're about to have this experience, I'm going to shut off the recording and say to you, is there anything we spoke about today that made you uncomfortable that you don't want in the recording? Please tell me now. You cannot hurt my feelings. It's absolutely fine. Oh, wow. And you'll get to answer that question, just like she did. And, 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 And by the way, it's not a rule. I could just delete the file. (laughs) Like yeah, like you know, I record every day. If she, if we would have got to the end, and that girl would have been like, "Hey, that thing you said forty five minutes ago about my dad smacking my mom on the butt," like I, it made me so uncomfortable. It ruined the rest of the recording for me, and I didn't know how to speak up about it. I would be like, "That's fine. Let's just get rid of it." Yeah, yeah. I have no trouble with that whatsoever. Like, I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable, but I also don't want to make a boring podcast that nobody will listen to. And so, you know, anyway.
1: Well, it's, it's all about expectations, right? Like if you have an expectation of someone, like, does this person expect you not to make jokes? If they've listened to it before, shouldn't their expectation be, oh, he, he makes jokes, you know, like every episode there's jokes. So why are they getting disappointed if they know that that's what the expect, (laughs) you know, like don't have these expectations. Of you to to be um, you know buttoned up and, and polished, right. and not make jokes yes. when that's the type of podcast you have.
0: Right, right. It's a, it's it's. I can't go through the whole thing, but like it's silly and fun and poignant because if it's not, it's not interesting. Like Christina, like right. I'll sound like a douchebag saying this, but the, this isn't the only diabetes podcast, but it yeah. is it is the only one that is listened to with any frequency enough to put it on any kind of like Apple or Spotify list that shows you that like, there are a lot of people listening to this. So I'm not yeah. saying that somebody else isn't out there saying something that might be really valuable for people with diabetes. They, they very well, maybe, but they're not, they're, they're, their episodes are not being listened to 50, 60,000 times. They're not like, you know, like I just looked at something the other day because I, you know, I have to stay in business too, right? Like I have to get advertisers and stuff like that. So I posted somewhere, um, you know, just looking for new advertising. And the here's what I said. It's, by the way, it's the middle of a month right now. I said, so far this month, over 50,000 devices have downloaded over 290,000 episodes of this podcast. Why is your company not on one of them, right? Like that's my kind of like my pitch for that. You trust me when I tell you that if we took all the other diabetes podcasts and added up all of their downloads, you're not getting anywhere near that number and, no. and I will tell you it's because this isn't boring and it's no. not and it's not bland and it's not sterile, and it's it can be entertaining and and you might hear something you don't expect, like for instance, today, a lovely woman from California came on. With a lot of great ideas about how to be a good parent, and some guy who grew up in the 70s was like, "Why don't you just tell him to shut the fuck up?" <laughs> and you went, "Boy, that might not be like I don't know if people will really hear it." But there was a minute, no. there was a minute in this conversation when you thought, "Oh God, I'm parenting my daughter the way I would want to hear this, not the way she would want to hear it." You, you, oh yeah, yeah, you had that moment, and if, yeah on any other podcast, I would have been like, Oh my God, ABA, tell me more about it. Yes. <laughs>
1: so- <laughs> well, and, and can I tell you though, that I think that's also where you're hitting the nail on the head with the podcast is when you pull it up, I'll scroll, I'll pull, I'll pull up your podcast. Mm-hmm. Like if I have a drive and I listen, I'll go and I'll scroll and I was so excited that it's one you just did, you know, cause you know, I was all prepping and, mm-hmm. and getting ready to talk to you. And I was so excited that one of your newer ones, there was a reality TV guy on there.
0: Yeah. was And good? I could
1: not wait to hear about this reality show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now I'm like, Oh, should I go try and watch that show? <laughs> He's and the- it had nothing to do. Like you you guys had great, you know, conversation. Mm-hmm. And it was a great topic, and I think everybody should should get some some um, knowledge from it. But I also loved listening to the not diabetes stuff. And in this diabetes world, you you kind of don't want to talk about it all the time. Oh, you, we're uh, normal people too, you know.
0: <laughs> I could make a dry episode of this podcast that was so factually clear and and great for your management and all that other stuff. I wouldn't listen to it. So if I'm no. not going to listen to it, how would I expect you to listen to it? Like like when people people already have enough trouble understanding their health needs and the things that they should be doing. They don't want to listen to a pamphlet be read to them. And no, no one else understands that. Like I haven't heard a lot of other people's like content, but mostly it's just dry. And I'm like, oh, yeah. so irritating. I would never make it through this. I'd sooner just throw myself in front of a truck, like than sit. And it's hard. Like I had this time one time, I was consulting for a company, and they said, hey, you know, one of our things came up on a podcast. Would you listen to it and tell me what you think? And I was like, yeah, okay. So I'm listening, and I I texted back to the person, and I was like. Where is the comment? Because I don't think I can make it through all this. This is <laughs> this is so boring and terrible. And that person was paying me to listen to it to give them my opinion, and I was like, I can't do this. I was like, Who listens to this? Like mm. it's like it's like when you watch a bad TV show and you think, I don't think the director's mom made it through this. <laughs> like, no, like, you know, like, no. I, and and I just think that way about about this. Like it, in the end, I told somebody recently. I think my job is to trick you into taking better care of yourself by oh, yeah. by interlacing the things you need to know about diabetes into a conversation that doesn't feel like it's about diabetes. Right. That's all. Like, I mean, we talked about some really important stuff today for people who are raising kids with type one, but I said about 50 stupid things while we were talking. <laughs> But it keeps you. I don't going. think it was
1: that many. You don't
0: think it was 50? I don't know. No. I actually said something I think I might cut out. What do you think of that? <laughs> I was like, I was like, that might have been too far. But it makes a perfect picture to me in my head. And and yeah. so like I figured well that might work for other people too. Anyway, Christina, I know what we've learned here today. You're a little too hippy dippy. I'm uh I'm
1: fantastic. Hey, you know what though? Oh. I've I, I've been called that before. <laughs> I like my oils.
0: I didn't say anything like that. Maybe you should put some lavender in the diffuser and see if it fixes the whole thing. (laughs) By the way, nothing wrong with that. It just ain't gonna fix anything. (laughs) Like it's still lovely. You know what I mean? We were talking about that in um one of the episodes, Jenny and I. And I said, like, at some point in this episode, I am gonna make fun of your diffuser. So if you can't handle it, you should stop listening now. Um but um And and we had like a nice moment where Jenny's like, look, I, I love essential oils. And she's like, but they're not going to cure your diabetes. And I was no, like, right, right. They're right, not. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and I said the same thing. I'm like, Arden tells me all the time, like sometimes she's stressed out. She has a little diffuse in her room. And she's like, it's lovely. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. I have no trouble with that in the world. I have trouble when I hear people say, you know, I forget what the uh, example was I used in the episode. I was like, my lumbago went away because I diffused this with this. Like, that's that's not how that works so no. um but anyway no. you're really lovely thank you for
1: coming. oh no. you're lovely too oh
0: nobody ever calls me lovely back Thank you
1: <laughs> or or uh, what's the word for boy lovely
0: I don't know I'm all right. um, I'm already right with lovely charming charming charm oh am I charming yeah I was talking to a girl from South Africa the other day and she goes I, I just want to say something about your accent and I thought I was like oh f- here it comes I'm like go ahead yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> And she's like, I love your voice. And I went, oh, never mind. Go on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> go on. I,
0: I'm going to go downstairs right now and tell my wife that I'm charming. And then I will t- yeah. I will time how long she laughs. And I'll, I'll tack that time under the end of this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be like, they don't know you.
1: <laughs> well, you're, you're charming enough to, to have people want to come on your, your podcast. I... And for somebody to say they like your accent Thank or you. love. Your accent. How
0: nice you are, Christina. All right. When I get rid of my wife, I'm going to call you up. This was lovely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By the way, I'll get a note about that. At the end, it was so creepy. He told this woman that, shut up. <laughs>
1: yeah, tell them to send the note to me.
0: Yeah. You don't understand, Sar. If you had that thought just now, you don't understand sarcasm. That's all. No. Like, go Go. figure it out. It's a lovely way of-, uh, of Are there a
1: new life. generation?
0: You think so? A little yeah, too. Yeah. It's-
1: it's the generation and then the ones that are older that comment on things they're just angry and bored
0: okay and the younger ones are too what are they too touchy they're brainwashed brainwashed (laughs) all right christina there we go that was the least california thing you've said the whole time we were (laughs) that was
1: excellent look at you yeah go christina (laughs) yeah look at me (laughs) you
0: don't want to tell the kids anything else i have
1: opinions i have other opinions about different things it's parenting that i'm a little more gentle about
0: oh cool so i could have taken you down a different road
1: remember i grew up in idaho yeah. so we we shoot things <laughs> um Jesus. we eat lots of meat
0: oh my gosh all right well i think what Christina's is saying is if you mess with her kid she's going to barbecue you
1: yeah you just have to hit that button i did call the boy a mother <laughs> you, remember
0: at the beginning you were like that Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. By the way, it's funny because in that whole conversation, I thought that was the only time you actually connected with your kid. Really? Yeah. Like when you said that kid's a motherfucker, I thought that kid probably thought, yeah, mom is on my side. Yeah. That's how it seemed to me. Like, good. Like, look at her. This made her so upset. She's so upset at how someone treated me that she said something out of character and she is 100% on my side. Like, that's how I think that probably made her feel that's for me i don't know i, I
1: yeah could be wrong. it probably did
0: yeah also i don't she, know what she, I'm she
1: was about. into it until she was like but i don't want him to get in trouble
0: mm, well see that you made her too nice
1: yeah i made her too nice so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't want the kid to get in trouble either now i'm gonna yeah.
1: question my entire life
0: no just the last 10,
1: <laughs> i'm joking I'm 11
0: joking. years not the whole thing <laughs>
1: sure. not the whole thing just the last 11 years
0: Oh, gosh. I wish everyone could have senses of humor that include thick, thick sarcasm. You guys would all have a good yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right.
1: Thank Come you. on, guys.
0: I appreciate this very much. Hold on one second for me, okay? Yeah. I'm going to ask you now if I said anything that made you upset that you need to have taken out. So, but I want to to do that privately so that you don't feel, pu- um like, pregnant. <laughs> okay? Hold on. Okay. I really want to thank Christina for coming on the show and having such an open-minded conversation with me. And I'd also like to thank the Contour Next Gen blood glucose meter, contournext.com forward slash Juicebox. If you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with someone else who you think might also enjoy it. Subscribe in an app like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, wherever you get your audio at. And of course, check out the private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. I think you'll like it. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox
1: Podcast.